Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. Today we have Chris Kobe from Georgetown, Texas, who is our guest. And uh, he's going to talk to us about, it, about what's going on with his son, but also about the program that they're in. And this is what really caught my attention when he had emailed me because by all accounts it seems like uh, he has his son in what appears to be the ideal type of situation for long-term development. So, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Yeah, glad to be here. So just give us a, a quick rundown. Tell us about you. Tell us about your boy and, and kind of what you have going on. Sure. Um, I have uh, uh, one son that, that plays ball, uh, um, kind of in a blended family, but he's my he's my youngest, and uh, he's 14 now. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's one of, one of those things where you, uh, as the kids are younger, when they're, you know, five, six, seven years old, you, you start touching, uh, dipping your toe in the water in different sports and, you know, started um, with, you know, basketball and soccer and, and then, of course, baseball and, the, and like a, you know, the whole, pro, you know, the rec league t-ball kind of program. And, uh, so, you know, a year would go, you know, years went by, uh, you know, two years went by, three years went by and he, and he he really enjoyed being out there playing baseball, but the the program was, you know, basically a, a very, very sort of a simplistic sort of rec rec ball program, and I I, I wasn't seeing any 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 really improvement uh, in in you know his skill set. Um, there's lots of reasons. Uh, it was more of a I, I think just trying to get the you know the kids involved in the, in in the sport and and uh, and see if there's some interest there. And, and anyway, uh, we, we get to about 10 and a half, maybe almost, uh, yeah, about 10 and a half years old and finished a, uh, uh, a season with this rec team. And, and I happened to, uh, run across a, a fellow that, uh, was, uh, he had this, this, this development, uh, a, a big, well, it was actually a hitting instruction. He was, and, uh, we uh started talking and and you know there were some challenges you know uh you know a lot of kids just don't, don't have a natural baseball swing and and mm-hmm. and you know and and you know dads try to teach them uh the best they can and most dads quite frankly don't don't really know how to teach a baseball swing but anyway I was interested in that and that's that's kind of how it went from uh, you know the sort of just getting into baseball a couple of years through rec ball and then I'm getting into a decision where, okay, I want he, he, I want better instruction for for my son, and where do I go with that, basically? Right. That's the, and that's the moment, you know, like every I think every dad gets to, right? Where okay, you know, he's kind of gone through the motions of 
early Little League rec, PAL, whatever's available. And then you kind of, okay, now what's, where, what's the next step? Because a lot of those programs tend to run out, you know, um, mm-hmm. in, you know, different towns. They run out at 10, 12, whatever it is. So you now find this program. And I want to talk about this program that you're in because this is what really caught my eye is that this is, you found yourself in a program that's really about development, haven't you? Yeah, I did. And, 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 um, so kind of taking a little, uh, a little further where I dropped off there. So, so I'm making this, I, I met this gentleman. He was a younger guy, uh, um, you know, I'm 30 years old and, and, but he had just some of the way he presented himself. Like, you know, just right from the get go, it was, you know, we have these select ball teams, um, that we, uh, um, that we, we put together and we, you know, we, we compete with. And, and as we had a sort of a general conversation, um, again, initially it was about hitting instruction. And then we started talking about actually participating and, and, and trying out and, and having my son play for one of the teams. But what really caught my ear is that we basically talked about development. We're, I mean, literally one of the first things out of his word, of his mouth was, the, the first thing that really kind of stuck with me was, we're not a win-at-all-cost operation or program. Um, and then, you know, I start talking to him some more and, and start talking about, we believe in development of these young kids. And, um, yes, baseball. We're, we're a baseball program. We're, well, it's not just baseball because, you know, another thing he said to me that really hit home was baseball ends for everybody. It ends for, yep. you know, a rec ball player. It ends for a select ball player. It ends for a major league player. And, and one of the things that we really, part of our, 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 our uh, philosophy is that, you know, to work and help kids, you know, become better young men. And so that really got me interested. And, and then, of course, we started, uh, you know, I had a meeting with him, and I went and saw his facility and talked with him and as one of his uh, his primary instructors, and it kind of took off in there. And, and like I said, I mean, and then, you know, so initially my initial entry with my son was he had this, what they call a commit to hit program, and literally, I love that. You you pay a certain amount of of a, of a fee, and whether it takes your kid two weeks or two years, they're going to be in this program, and when they're going to have a swing when they come out of it, and and uh, um, just the way. So that's how I initially got into it, and then like I said, we we you know we, my son had a, a a tryout with them, and and he was he was. Um, brought into the at the time it was the the ten u uh, the ten u team, um, but again, how they operate, how they talk to the kids. Um, there's no yelling at kids. There, it's all it's instruction is all positive. It's uh, um, and you know they, by the way these kids uh, I call them kids because I'm 56 years old. <laughs> you know, right, right, these kids right. run this program, are, but they're all uh, they've all played. Uh, um, at least college baseball. Some of them played uh, minor league baseball, um, but uh, you know, just the, the, you know how they concentrate on the development of kids. Okay, your kid's a good middle infielder. 
But there's other kids that want to play middle infield, and if they can meet certain requirements, um, they're allowed to play, and, and they get innings at that position in, in tournaments. And, right. it's, again, we've had many, you know, now, you know, there's a couple years gone by now, but we've had many of uh, uh, weekends where we probably could have run the table, but because of the way they run the operation and getting kids innings and so on and so forth, because they've qualified their positions and they, and they and get their innings. And, you know, maybe a play could have been made by another kid that wasn't made, maybe, a, a, you know, or even pitching, you know, and and you end up losing a game that you might have won if you would have, if you would have kept the best kids in the best spots, you know. Right. So, you know, it's funny that you say that because th- that is the hardest part, you know, for coaches today. And I get it. You know, I talk to a lot of coaches that, you know, when I coached, I was coaching high school, American Legion, uh, stuff like that where, okay, maybe the kids paid 30 bucks or whatever, you know, for mm-hmm. whatever it was. You know, and it's different now. So there is that pressure, you know, to, to, to have that momentary, wow, we can win this. And if we win this, it kind of makes the investment that the parents made look like it's starting to pay off. Mm-hmm. My yeah. question is always, those games you lost, how much have they meant? Those games you lost because you let the let another kid play and develop in a situation, losing those games, has that had a huge impact on your son's development as a player? It's it's really a zero impact. Um, yeah. You know, quite frankly, um, as you know, my question is, has, has, him not, has him not winning those games so had he won those games or lost those games, would there have been a difference if the team had stuck, as team had stuck the best players in there and just won the tournament? Would you think you'd have a different outcome today with your son's development? Oh, uh, and, that, and the way you worded there, yes, I, yeah. certainly. Because, um, uh, for example, my son uh, plays middle infield, pitches, and 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 quite frankly, he plays outfield too, actually, and. Um, it, you know, for example, he would not. He's become one of the better outfielders on the team, and the reason being is he's he got more innings out there because they're running other middle infielders in uh, to play second, to play short, right? And so he was getting he was getting developed in, in his second in second or tertiary positions that he wouldn't have gotten that development because. You know, they were trying to, you know, put everybody where, you know, you know again, make, where, have the best chance of winning. So I guess to answer your question is, uh, it's definitely helped. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you get real, real game situation um, uh, development at positions. Because here, here's one of the things, uh, and by the way, I, I have no problem uh, – the organization's name is Trenton Reynolds Player Development, and here it's in uh, Austin, Texas. Sure. And uh, one of the things that they, um, they the, the Trent and his coaches say all the time is, uh, you know, uh, the kids, they're, you know, when you, when, you know, one of the things, you, you take these younger kids and, and you know, say they all say, they, or quite a, most of them say they want to play high school baseball. Well, if, let's say, if you're, if, if he's t- again said this from the beginning, if your kid, uh, your son is playing, uh, and all, only thing we do is play him at second base because he's a pretty good second baseman, um, but uh, we don't play him anywhere else, um, and he does, and we don't, and you know, you, you don't really, um, 
kind of push him to play anywhere else. He doesn't push himself to play anywhere else. Well, then he gets to high school. Well, now they're dealing with a bunch of organizations that have fed into that high school, and they got six second basemen. They don't need our second baseman. So what, what, what are you going to do now? Your, your son had no development in outfield. Um, maybe could have been a pitcher and never really pitched or what have you. And that's, that's a primary, you know, um, philosophy that they have is to, you know, is to help them develop into a, a more well-rounded baseball player where you have a better chance of participating in high school and even beyond, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I was watching a video. Uh, it was a college coach. I can't remember exactly who it was. But it, it was, he was talking about recruiting at tournaments. And, like, you know, that, uh, you know, it's like that's where the players are now. So that's where they have to go to recruit is at these tournaments. And he said, I, can, I couldn't tell you who won any tournament I ever went and scouted a kid at. Right. And, you know, and then here we are placing the importance of of that, um, you know, as, as, you know, the importance of winning these tournaments as our chief goal. But here's the college coast where it seems like everybody's goal when you're playing at that elite level, right, is to keep going and moving up to the levels. And here are these guys saying, I'm not paying attention to the things that you think are important. It's not right. even on my, my radar. And there, there was another interview with a college coach who talked about um, the parents of players and how, you know, th- that there have been parents of players that have hurt their son's chances because of the way they behave and the pressures they were putting on the kids in these tournaments and the pressures, that, the way they treated coaches and stuff like that. And when you hear all that stuff and then, uh, you know, it, 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 there's like a disconnect. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. And so, so when I hear when I hear this, um, you know, this just, you know, there's program out here, and I'd love to have him on as, as a as a guest too, the, the man who runs the program, um, to, to kind of go into it further. But tell me about uh, so if if we know from the college college coaches, they're not really they don't really care who wins the tournament, and the things that parents are worried about, they're not really worried about. You talk about the statistics they keep the. Um, uh, how their scoring system is done. Talk a little bit about that because I don't want to give it all away because it's really interesting. Sure. Um, well, it's from the get-go, um, it's interesting because, you know, you know, certainly my age and, you know, other, you, you, obviously you know this, Paul, there's baseball, is, it's cyber met, metrics, it's statistics, it's all this, you know, and this stuff even bleeds down into these, you know, younger uh, um uh, you know, 16U, 14U, even down into the, heck, even down into 9U, 8U stuff. You, you hear people talking about batting averages and stuff. Yeah. Um, which, you know, when I remember when I grew up, a batting average, that's the first thing I opened up to look at the box scores and looked at batting averages and so on and so forth. Um, in Trent's program, uh, in this development program, they they have no idea what the kids' batting average is. Now, obviously, they're scoring, and now it's with electronic scoring um, and so forth. It's, yeah. it's automatically calculated, but no one looks at that. What they what they look at and what they what they track, they have their own scoring system. Now, let's, I'm talking about hitting at bats. They have a zero to five scoring system, and the and the and the and the uh, player, and 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 this is. You know, they're very good at, at being very uh, open and forward. And we, you know, there's a kickoff meeting every year, every season, on how this all, 
goes down. But the player has responsibility after, you know, he has his at-bat. Now, obviously, he's on base. He gets to wait until he gets in the dugout um, of scoring his, his at-bat from zero to five. And and what it's, what, how they scored is, did you, like, a five, for example, is you hit the first, you, you swung at and hit with power the first hittable pitch. They, they don't, there's no balls and strikes. There's, what they're trying to do is they get the kid to be an aggressive hitter, right? And that you don't really have a lot of control over the result of it. Like, if you smash right. a ball and, you know, into left center, and the center fielder runs it down and makes a great catch. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's baseball, right? But you can get a five for that. And so, now, if you sit there and the bat's sitting on your shoulder and, you know, strike one, strike two, and, uh, you know, you got 0-2 and, 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 and the guy throws a meatball right down the middle and you don't even make an attempt at it, you're going you're gonna to have to score yourself a zero. Now, when the kids get back in the, you know, they've scored themselves, and then the coaches will double check and, well, kids, is this being realistic? The kid being realistic with his score. The point being, it's not about batting average. You don't really have a lot of control of your batting average. You have control over your, you know, taking good aggressive cuts at balls that are hit on. Right. right. And that's what they're trying to teach these kids because, um, and it's, 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 you know, the kids all are into it now. And, and, uh, you know, look, you, you, these kids are also are smart. They're going to go look up on score game change or whatever and, and look at their batting average, but they know that that's not what puts them in the, the lineup the next game or the next day. Like in Trent's program, the top four scores get to pick where they want to be one, two, three, and four in the next game. And then, you know, I think it's five through, you know, it's basically you have, it's given them the opportunity to be higher up in the lineup, essentially. Right. Right. You know, it's very funny. I, I, I always, I always, um, when kids look at their statistics, and I used to, when I used to do a lot more instruction, I used to ask kids when they used to, like, you know, game by game, if they were looking at their statistics. And I said, why, why don't you do that in school? <laughs> right. You know what? No, why don't you every day you tally up how many you got right and how many you got wrong? You know, not not testing. I'm talking about just you working out math problems and learning how to spell and stuff like that. Why don't, why don't we? Why don't we? You know, why don't you learn the presidents one day and then test yourself every day, grade yourself on reciting who the uh, 25th president of the United States was over and over again. We don't do that, right? Because we don't like the outcomes of those things <laughs> because we right. know that learning math and science and stuff is a process. It's a process, right? So mm-hmm. a teacher doesn't doesn't teach you something and then test you on it two seconds later. You know, so so this is what that reminds me of, is that this is like, this is teaching, and I love what this guy's done, because it's really teaching kids the process of it. You know, it's, it's the process of becoming a great uh, player and not kind of judging on these arbitrary Outcome. Oh, I mean, you've hit it right on the head with that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, exactly it. It's the process. It's a, it's a, uh, um, even use that terminology. Um, and I, you know, specific to my son, for example, when he first started, uh, with Trent's program, 
TRPD. You know, and, and by the way, there's video analysis that they do. You know, so they have some pretty pretty high-end tools that they use in their program. But we can go back and look at, like, my, my first swing he ever took that was recorded. You know, they have this saved, and, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, like I said, a little over three years ago now, I think. Yeah. And we're looking at each other, and like, man, I don't know if he's ever, ever going to be able to play. You know? All right, right. But the process, <laughs> he's, my son, one thing he will do is work, and he'll outwork anybody. He goes through drills, and and he goes in there, and he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he gets his instruction, and he does mirror drills at home, and he worked and worked. And he's not the most talented kid, but he's a hard worker. And you look at him now, and you can put him up next to a, his his swing right now with a you know they'll do like side by side uh, swing analysis and I mean he's it's becoming a professional looking swing and the point being again is that they took a kid and used the process to get him whether it takes two weeks or two years if the kid wants to do it and you follow the process you know I think I heard you say this in a podcast or. You know, something that I got from you about, uh, you know, the development time of, of, of baseball yep. players. Yeah. And they're not, they're not all the same, certainly. And it's, and, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, uh, it, it, you know, I think one of the, your questions, uh, that you had sent me was, uh, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, this journey of, of baseball and, you know, I, I just I saw my I you know I when I started seeing that like, wow, this is something that he, you know, he's seeing work, put work into something, and he's getting better at something, and it you know little by little, and through the process, and and he got to the point where he is now where he has his confidence is 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 grown tremendously, and uh, uh, it's just it's it's just been. And really eye-opening, and, and uh, so, you know, uh, this really, you know, some of the things that I've, you know, like I said, I heard you say in some of your podcasts, and it really is rang true. And uh, by the way, this is, you know, this is a competitive organization. These kids play, you know, um, some of their teams play uh, majors, some play AAA, some play AA, but uh, um, uh the point is, they're all competitive, you know, and uh, right. And but see, there's not thing is that you know, it, it's in in every stage of baseball, right? If you work your way down from professional, right? So let's say your first year in the major leagues, do they expect you? You know, when Derek Jeter came up in the major leagues, you know, did they expect him to be the three twenty twenty home run guy that he eventually became? No, right. There was a development time even at the major league level. When they mm-hmm. when, when a player when a player's drafted into the minor leagues, they don't plop them to the major leagues. You know, even the greatest players uh, that are there today, Pujols and these guys, Harper, they spent time in the minor leagues to develop. And when you're a freshman in college, very few freshmen are included as starters. You know, it's it's, it's it happens, but it's rare. It's a small percentage. When you're mm-hmm. a freshman in high school, they don't expect you to play varsity. But if you're not an elite player by the time you're 10 years old, forget it. 
right? right. Every, every other level of baseball allows for this development time, except between the ages of 7 and 12, where we expect a player to be, you know, if you're not this by this date, you could just, you know, forget it. So, well, you know, program's done. Yeah, I'll give it. He, he would not be playing baseball. Now he's 14. He's finishing. I mean, he's, you know, this is tail end. This spring here is uh, finishing up eighth grade. And uh, um, there, there's there's just no way. He would, he would not. If, he, if I would have, like, had him go uh, try out for one of these. Uh, and there's, you know, every city has him. Austin's a pretty big city now. And then there's certainly plenty of programs in Austin that, you know, and you go to their websites and stuff, and that's one of the things they talk about is all these tournaments they won and, and this and that. Yep. Um, and my son would not be playing baseball anymore. You know, he would not still have – he would not have his passion. He would not be doing what he does, um, drills and, you know, in his mind, the process, trying to get better. And, 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 and also, by the way, there's another thing I about, you know, talking about these programs, and it's kind of the – one of the things we had talked about uh, discussing, you know, there's a lot of these programs they literally, and parents are a big part of this, and they, they where they literally play 50 weeks a year, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, one of the things, that's another thing, going back to when we first started chatting, was Trent told me is that we don't play every weekend. We'll play, you know, usually schedule three weekends, uh, tournaments a week, uh, a month, but there'll be at least one that, is either off or it's a team building thing, and they'll do something that's not new with baseball. They're playing kickball tomorrow, actually. Um, <laughs> and and the idea is that it, it's it's they don't want the kids to burn out. They want the you know as they grow through this those ages that we're talking about here and getting at the high school that by the time they're getting to high school, they they love baseball, man. You know they don't they don't. Hate baseball. My parents got me going on this. All we do is travel and this and that to these games. And I like playing, but I don't like all the, you know, right. all the stuff that goes along with. I mean, especially when somebody's like taken under two, three, four hundred miles a weekend. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. You know, I, I did I did a lot of uh, speaking uh, for schools and stuff like that, and. The speech is not the problem. The, you know, going up and talking to kids and giving the speech is not the problem. It's the, the travel and the, you know, uh, and then getting back and forth and eating bad food. And it's all the stuff that you got to do to kind of get it done. Um, well, this is this has been great, and I think this has been a, a real, you know, uh, at least for I love for the people that are running academies, or running programs, to be listening to this and say, look, look, there is another way, and it can work. I think a lot of guys who are in this academy business, you know, they're worried about, well, if we switch this, we might lose some players, we might lose some revenue. But I think this, you know, it can work if it's done right. So my final question is, dads are listening to this. They got kids age 7 to 18 and everywhere in between. What advice would you have at this stage of your journey? What what advice would you have for the dads that are listening? That's a really good question, Paul. I think my my main advice um, primary advice would be to find a development program, a baseball. I mean, you can call it select, you can call it elite, whatever you want to call it, travel. But where the their philosophy, and this is something that they that they state to you that they have on a website that they when they have a parent meeting that this comes out of their mouths. 
that we are here to develop your your um, son and as a baseball player, not as a second baseman, not as a third baseman, not as a center fielder, as a baseball player. And and how we're going to do that is A, B, C, D. A being kid, you know, your son wants to play third base. Is he, is he have the skill set, at least a minimum skill set to play third base? Well, he's going to play th- innings at third base. If uh, is can he pitch? Can he can he find the plate? Or is he walk? I mean, if he can, he's going to pitch. And uh, uh, so the, again, the primary advice would be to don't go with a program that literally is all their their whole purpose in life is to come home with a, a cheap little ring or a trophy or a baseball tournament so they can check off. We're the we have the most you know they're the highest scoring U Triple S A team or whatever. That's not really going to help your son. It might help one son out of a hundred. It's not going to help your son probably develop. Right. It's all about development. It's all about it's a journey in baseball and to keep them, you know, to keep the you know the kids interested and also just developing as a uh, as a young man going into uh, um, high school and and you know all the all the things that can come with playing a team sport. Right, absolutely. So, all right, Chris, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being uh, for being on. And uh, hold the line one sec. Hey, guys, it's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you. And thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education and also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Paul Rick Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in, and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So, again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.